This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, how many of you understand that you are super special? You are very important. You are extremely significant. I think we should pray. Let's do that. Father, we come before you this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for your word this morning. Thank you that we'll be encouraged by your word. We will grow by your word. Father, thank you that we will understand how important it is that we belong to your family. And so, Father, I thank you that as I deliver this word, it is done entirely by your spirit. I lean on you completely, and I thank you for encouraging all of us this morning in Jesus' name. I want to speak to you about get busy living. You know, God desires for us to get busy living. Our lives are so significant. If we just look at the mathematics around you being born, it's estimated that the chances, the odds of you being born are 400 trillion to one. Taking into account your mom meeting your dad, what are the odds of that happening? And then for them coming back for a second date, they estimated to be 20,000 to one the fact that they would meet again the second time let alone your dad popping the question and actually making it on the day of the wedding and uh, uh, being there. And then, of course, uh, there is the great swim that happens after that, the amazing race with the millions and millions and millions of swimmers, and only one will reach the finish line. If we take all of that into account, your life is extremely significant. And so here's what I want you to see is that your life is deliberate and your life is intentional. But what you choose to do with it is entirely your decision. Isn't that amazing? God goes through these extreme lengths to plan your life. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you. He has placed inside of you things and gifts and functions that he wants you to use. But at the end of the day, it still remains your decision of what you're going to do. No matter, uh, even though he's done this great, he's gone to these great lengths to see to it that you were born when you were born. Andy Dufresne was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison for killing his wife and her lover, despite his claims of innocence. One time he's having a conversation with a friend of his named Red, who's also in prison for life. And he was uh, explaining to Red, he was sharing with him his dreams of retiring to a little coastal village in Mexico and starting up a small hotel and uh, refurbishing a little boat that he would charter out, take people fishing. And that was his dream. And, and Red was kind of concerned that his friend was getting his hopes up. And so they're sitting against a wall in, in prison. And Red says to him, listen, Andy, you need to understand that Mexico is all the way out there and we're stuck all, uh, you know, we're stuck in here with these massive walls surrounding them. So he was concerned that his friend would become discouraged. And, and so Andy looks at, at uh, Red and he says, you know what, Red, I guess it comes down to a simple choice then, doesn't it? Get busy living or get busy dying. So what Andy was saying in that message is he was saying that, listen, Red, no matter where it is that you're at, the decision is still yours to make. And, and, you know, it's almost as if he stole the words right out of the mouth of God. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19, God says in, in that verse, he sets before us, every one of us, he sets before us life and death. And, and God says that he calls heaven and earth to witness our choice. And he says he urges us, God urges us to choose life. And that word life 
in the Hebrew is pronounced chai, like Papa Chai, almost like father of life if you, <laughs> if you translate it. Anyhow, that word chai talks about, with vegetation, it talks about green grass and budding flowers and, and, and a life in all vegetation. If we speak of it in the context of water, that word life talks about flowing water, talks about fresh water. When it comes to mankind, it speaks about lively man. It speaks about active man. And in the springtime of all the seasons, this word chai refers to the springtime, which is a time of reviving. So as you can see, it's a time of abundance and a time of thriving, and God desires for that to be us. And he wants us to choose that. What Andy was saying to Red is he was saying, listen, either you can choose to exist merely and accept the status quo and just move from day to day and just make it through today and then make it through the next day. And that is why you are here and your mere existence. Or he says you can live. Existence can be defined as doing the necessary to stay alive. Living can be defined as the thrill of fulfilling all that you have been so carefully designed to do. And so what Andy did is he asked Red for a rock hammer. He said to him, listen, can you organize? Because what Red, Red was the contraband man. He could organize things in the prison. So he asked him for a rock hammer because that was one of his passions in life was to do uh, a shaping of rocks and geology and the study of rocks, etc. And so he wanted to, uh, while he was now here, he wanted to get busy. And, and so he, would, he saw that there were a lot of different types of rocks available in the yards. And, and so he would collect rocks. And in his cell, he would use this rock hammer to shape rocks into different things. And that's what he did. And so Red arranged to organize this, this rock hammer. And one night when Andy was in his prison cell, he thought, well, you know what? He's going to leave his name on the wall like so many others that have gone before him. And he began to carve out his name in the wall. And while he was doing this, a big chip of the plaster fell to the ground. And he realized that this wall wasn't too very sturdily built. And so he thought, well, he's going to start tunneling his way out of this, out of this prison. Now, I'm not here this morning to insinuate in any way, shape, or form that you're in a prison. I just love this story. I love his attitude. And I love how he got busy with something and where that took him. But if you are in some sort of a prison, if, they, if it feels like, jeepers, man, I need, I need more in my life, well, then you're in the right place this morning. And so he, he began to chip away and dig away, and he dug a tunnel through his wall, and it took him to the sewerage system, and from there, that pipe washed him into the River of Freedom, and Andy went on to live in Mexico, and he got the hotel, and he had the boat, and, and he was charging it out, and he was living that dream. But what I want you to see right now is that he got busy. Had he not have started there, he would never have ended up doing and living out that dream of his. He got busy living. And he started by doing something that he enjoyed. And look where that took him. Here's what we need to understand is that living, the kind of life that God speaks of, this, uh, uh, this choice to get busy living is rooted in God. Can you say that after me? Say, living is rooted in God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9, Paul prays this prayer. He says, for this reason, since the day we have heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Why? We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. 
so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, he says, growing up in the knowledge of God, living a fruitful life, doing good works, and growing in God evidently is so important that Paul prayed about it continually. It was his desire, obviously given to him by the Lord, that the people would live out the lives that they'd, call, they'd been called to live out, that they would bear fruit. Look at uh, uh, verse 10 of uh, Colossians chapter 1 in the New King James. It says, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So what we can take from this scripture is, number one, God desires for us to be fruitful. And that fruitfulness talks about being productive. God desires for you to be productive. Being productive, doing good works is what he is saying. And the good work that he speaks of is useful works and upright activities. Not just being busy for the sake of being busy. He is saying that we should be busy doing good works, upright activities, useful to the body of Christ. You are a part of his body. Say that, I am a body part. All of us are a body part that forms together the body of Christ, and God is talking about a life in that. You see, from, from what we've seen here in Colossians is that an active Christian is a growing Christian. An active Christian is a growing Christian. But the thing is, you have to choose, and your choice requires an action. I love this quote by Tony Robbins, who's a, a world-renowned motivational speaker. Look at what he says. He says, a real decision, a real decision is measured by the fact that you have taken a new action. If there is no action, you haven't truly decided. You know, this is a time of year where people love to take new, make new decisions, it's sort of just, it's part of the New Year thing. I mean, it's, I think culturally around the world, people are always deciding on new things that they're going to do. But unless there is an action that corresponds to the thought that you haven't decided. So I want to encourage you this morning. If you're not involved in the body, take the opportunity at this new year and say, you know what? I'm going to get busy living in the body of Christ. And take that action. Do something about it. Take the next step. And go further than just the wonderful idea of doing something. Every person has a part to play. You belong. Did you know that? You belong. Say that, I belong. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 6. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Here's what I want you to see about this scripture. God's purpose reaches beyond my job. You see here in the book of Romans, uh, the scripture we've just read speaks about the body of Christ. It talks about what, what we are collectively right now. That's what that's talking about. When God speaks about the special gifts that he's given to you in the context here, it's talking about in the body of Christ. Every one of us have a special function. 
And that special function has to be used. You have to put yourself in a place where that special function can be used. And you will benefit greatly by that. We'll see that in a few moments' time. His purpose reaches beyond my job. It's not about just going to work and ensuring that my family is taken care of. No, God requires you. He wants, he de- let me say, he desires you to be involved in his body. So much so that he had you put here with the most amazing odds against that, just mathematically speaking. So what's stopping you? Let's look at a few things that might be the reason. Do you perhaps have ball and chain thinking? Why do I say that? Well, I believe that many people think that, okay, if they, if they express their desire to get involved in the church, the church is going to be their new life. It's going to take over their life, and they'll just, that's all that life will exist of is, is church, church, church. And that's not true. I used to believe that. When I was younger, that's why I did what I could to avoid getting involved because I thought, yeah, if I give the church a finger, they're going to take the entire body. But that's not the case. Not at all. Not at all. Perhaps it's time. Maybe you're saying, you know what? I am so busy. I'm stretched so thin already that I don't have the time to do anything else. If I commit to something else, it's another thing on my plate. And, I, uh, and I, I'm just I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to uh, be faithful in that or, or to commit to that. Well, what if I told you that you can be involved doing the things that you enjoy doing now already? That's what Andy did. Perhaps you're saying, well, you know what? I don't know where to begin. I don't know if there's anybody here like me, but sometimes if I have to get involved with something or if I have to do a project and I don't know where to start, it's better that I don't start at all because I don't know where to start, so I'm just not going to start. Well, we'll help you and show you how easy it is to get started. Not only that, but perhaps there's some of you who say, I don't know who to speak to. You know, this is a huge church. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to speak to. I'll just come and sit in my chair and leave, and, and, and that's, that's good for me. Well, we'll help you and show you exactly who it is that you need to speak to. If you were offended at a time and, and, and you said, you know what, I, you know, someone did something or they didn't do something and for that reason, that's it. I'm not doing this no more. I want you to think about this. If you work at, uh, at your company and you got offended, is, is the next step for you to resign? No. You make a plan, you fix things, you continue on. It's the same as, our, as we play our role in the body of Christ. And maybe you're saying, well, I don't know where it is that I fit in, Paul. You talk about these gifts and I see these scriptures, but I actually don't know what my gift is. I don't know what the special ability that is that God has placed inside of me. Many people are not aware. So let me encourage you with this. It's possible that you can grow into your gift. Even for those that are already active in the body of Christ, you will see that a couple of years from now, you might find you're doing something completely different. There's something new inside of you that you didn't know was there. But you won't know that unless you are active, unless you are busy. So you need to place yourself in a position where you can grow into your gift. God has given each of us gifts. We may not fully know what they are. We don't always function optimally in our gifts from the word go. Many times we need to grow into that gift, but it can't be done if you don't give yourself that opportunity. Our daughter Hannah, is just, she's just short of two years old. The other day I saw her coming out of her room, just very recently I saw her coming out of her room and she was pulling a toy that she received when she was a year old. It was uh, this little, these Fisher-Price telephones. 
And so as she came out of her room, she was pulling it exactly the way that it should be pulled. And she was looking and, and you know, making some very excited comments that only she understood. But the eyes were bopping up and down. And so I saw, I watched her and she went and sat with the phone and she picked up the dial and she said, hello, hello, hello. And she turned, she picked up the receiver, sorry, and she turned the dial and, and she was just enjoying the phone. And then she put the phone down and she stood up and turned it around in the right direction, grabbed the string and continued to walk. And then again, you know, just looked at these eyes that were bopping up and down. And it dawned on me, I believe by the Spirit of God, that that is how it is with us and the gifts that God has given us. You see, when, when she received this gift, she didn't know how to operate that gift. There were things that she needed to learn along the way. Firstly, she had to know how to walk. That was important if she was going to pull it behind her. And the other thing is she didn't understand there was a receiver and a, a thing. There wasn't even a word hello in her vocabulary. She didn't know that you could talk into the phone. But by watching us and the way that we did it and, and um, uh, just, you know, with the little cars that she got and little toys with wheels, she, she discovered that the wheels need to always face downwards if they're going to roll properly. And, and all of those little things needed to happen until such time as she grew fully into that gift and was able to enjoy it. And so what I did is I took a little video clip and I sent it to her grandparents because they were the ones that got her the gift. And they were delighted to see that, ah, now this gift is being used and enjoyed by her. And so God, in the same way, gets so excited when we are beginning to operate in our gifts. But the thing is, if you're not going to start anywhere, you're never going to see it happen. You have to allow yourself to be that ship that is steered out in the ocean. Don't remain docked in the harbor. And you know what? This is not a one, it's not a one-way street. Proverbs chapter 11 verses 25 tells us that there is fulfillment in getting involved. Look what God says in verse 25. He says, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So God's saying, listen, as you act out your part in my body, you will find it refreshing. You will find it fulfilling. So get involved. Get busy living. Do something. So you say, all right, well, what's my next step, Paul? Well, we have some values here at Christian Family Church. We want to help you to connect with God. We want to help you to connect with people. It's pretty much what's happened here this morning. We want to help you discover your purpose and find your fulfillment in the body of Christ. We want to help and be involved in the growing process. If my one arm grew more than every other part of my body, don't you think I'm going to look a little weird? Not only that, I'm not going to work properly. So in the same way, we all grow together. And we want to see that happen for you. And, and we want you to understand that you belong to a family that serves. We want you to get involved and, and belong here and, 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 and be a member of our dream team. You say, Paul, I'm excited. How many of you are excited about that? How many of you feel a stirring in your heart? Can I just see that your hands right now? How many of you feel a stirring in your heart? Well, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Next weekend... Pastor Johnny is going to be unveiling the plan for 2019. It's Vision Sunday next weekend. And he is going to be showing us clearly what it is that God has in store for us for 2019. And every one of these values that I've spoken about right now on this final slide, he is going to show us the programs that have been put in place and are there for us to work out these values. So these questions, if there are any in your minds, will be answered next weekend. And you know, 2019 happens to be an extremely significant year for this ministry, don't you? 
40 years will be in ministry. And already I'm sure you've begun to see the great changes that we are implementing in this church. God is steering the ship. You need to understand that. God is steering the ship, and that means He's steering you. You can take comfort in that, but get involved. That is my desire for you this morning. It's God's desire for you this morning. Recognize that you belong, you are a part of the body, and you need to live that out so that you can live life to the full. Get busy living. That's God's word for you this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Could I have every head bowed and every eye closed, please? Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.